connecting life and faith. This is Connections. So many people that came and joined us um, helped. We, we shoveled the, the, the grave closed ourselves. And um, having people come and grab a shovel and, and help close in the grave by hand was a very powerful experience for me um, and for our family because it just showed how people were there for us and with us and, and grieving themselves, but also doing this together. And so it's the same thing I said to the people that were there. I said, you know, this is the picture of the church that we need the world to see. And it's thanks to that support that Dwayne and Sylvia Gertzen have been able to continue on in life after two of their six daughters' lives were claimed in a tragic collision back in August of this year. Today on Connections, we're joined by Dwayne Gertzen. He's going to share with us how his family has been since August. He's also going to share with us how we can support other families who may be grieving this holiday season. Christmas is a time to celebrate, a time to be with family, but Christmas will be quite a bit different for the Gertzen family. This year, they lost two of their daughters in a tragic collision that happened on August 8th. Duane, we're just going to start off by asking you, what have the past few months been like for you and the rest of your family? Well, uh, I guess you could say it's like a nightmare that uh, that many times we wish we could wake up from. Um, we've kind of feel like in, in many ways, we have two lives, right? We feel like uh, one of our parts of our lives ended in, in August and and the other one started and uh, another one that we didn't really want to, to start, but here we are. And um, yeah, so walking through that and just figuring it out, I guess, it's uh, every day has its challenges and is different, but uh, yeah, it's difficult. Definitely. We When we first heard of this story initially, we were talking to some of the people who knew you, your family. It seems like the community has really worked to surround you. Have you felt this over the past few months? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's been amazing. Um, I I don't know. I I hate to to think of where we would be if if our family, friends, and the church uh, would not have been uh, as apparent in our lives as they have been. It's, uh, it's been amazing. Uh, you know, days where you didn't feel like you could get out of bed or walk or, or do anything. Um, we know that the prayers of people have been, have been keeping us going. And so it, it, yeah, very evident for sure. Love that. Now, in September, your oldest daughter had a wedding. Can you tell us what that was like for your family? Yeah, well, it was an amazing day. Um, you know, it's one that we had been planning for a long time as well. So um, it was it was really good. It, it was there was a lot of hard parts as well, but there was a lot of joy. And uh, I, I think there was still a part of it that we were a bit in shock uh still from the accident and so um some of the things that we did in in the weeks following and and the month following the accident uh were really done just yeah because we had that a little bit of that sense of shock and so um and at the same time again like family and friends were there for us helping us uh prepare for it and 
so the day itself was really good. Um, Sophie and Acacia were um, bridesmaids. Uh, they were going to be bridesmaids for for Isabel. And so we had to navigate what that would look like. And so what we did was we had um, her two other sisters, Peyton and Acacia, carry their pictures down the aisle and, and set them up in the front there. And um, yeah, so she didn't want to replace them as bridesmaids, but we still wanted to, you know, just acknowledge. And so, yeah, it was it was a strange combination. It was in some ways grieving, but it was also a day of joy because um, that's what we have been looking forward to for for Isabel to be getting married and and we couldn't ask for a better son-in-law so <laughs> that's so great now as you've been navigating this time leading up to something that is just often steeped in deep tradition Christmas tell us what that has been like for you and how you've managed to navigate through this season yeah um, one of the things we've been doing recently is a grief share program and uh, so that's been good. Um, yeah, uh, I know there's a number of uh, churches and communities that are offering it, but we have found a lot of encouragement because there's so many other people that are hurting and have a lot of pain in their lives. And so um, it's not hard to find those people. They're everywhere, right? Um, but it is encouraging to be with others that uh, feel pain of loss as well and uh to be an encouragement to them too but uh yeah a few things we've been learning from uh through that like you know there's a few key verses like uh i think of uh psalm 147 verse 5 uh it says god understands without limit and um we know that his understanding is limitless that's encouraging uh to think uh of who god is uh also john 11 talks about how you know Jesus wept, right? And so uh, it's not that he doesn't want us to cry. Uh, it's just encouraging. Like I'm, I'm glad that we have a Savior who cries, even though he knows um, there is a resurrection. And so, yeah, that's an encouraging thought to us. Uh, and and just to follow with that, like we. We've heard this before, we'll say it again, um, that we can always trust the man who died for us. So um, it really all comes back to that. Now, when you're talking about that grief share program, now in correlation with your faith, how has this helped you through this time or has it helped you? Well, I think in our situation without our faith, we wouldn't have the church. And um, the church is really um, a powerful, powerful thing. Like, I actually I said this right at the gravesite when we were burying the girls, um, because all of the, um, not all the people, so many people that came and joined us um, helped. We, we shoveled the, the, the grave closed ourselves. And um, having people come and grab a shovel and, and help close in the grave by hand was a very powerful experience for me um, and for our family because it just showed how people were there for us and with us and and grieving themselves but also doing this together and 
So it's the same thing I said to the people that were there. I said, you know, this is the picture of the church that we need the world to see. Um, it's a deep, deep love, right? It's a love that you, you just can't describe. It's only action. And um, like, quite frankly, we've seen a, a horrible picture of the church in the, in the news these days. Um, but there's a different picture of the church. It's the, it's the right picture. It's the one that God wants the world to see of the church. So, um, yeah, by far my faith and faith of our family and, and of our parents, uh, really has been the thing that's got us through. And quite frankly, there is nothing else, uh, because we realized very quickly that if we start to turn to other things besides our faith. And besides that hope that we have in Jesus, it, it's going to let us down. Like I can start, I can do other things that the world is is calling, and and I can I can start any sort of addiction or anything. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll go through those things. I'll probably come back to Jesus anyway, because that's it's going to leave me empty anyway. Um, and um, the emptiness and the pain that we're feeling now, it won't be filled with that stuff. That stuff is just going to, anything else is just going to mask it. Um, but really, um, our faith in Jesus, the hope in him is the, the only thing that's going to matter at the end of the day. Uh, and, um, you know, just also holding on to that hope that the girls are with him already and he is holding them. Um, yeah, so. How have your four daughters been in this time? Besides my own grief, I think that's probably the, one of the hardest things, uh, to watch is, uh, seeing the other girls miss their sisters. Uh, yeah, there's days where you just cry and hold them and, um, uh, we're finding that a challenge with Isabel because she's moved out, right? And so you want to to be there and and do that because that's what you're used to doing for the last however many years. Um, and and then for some others, it's uh, it's their grief is expressed in different ways. It's not necessarily crying. Um, it's uh, sometimes frustration or anger, and so it's it is a challenge for sure. I think they do have, Sophie and Acacia left a good example for them. I think they do have good examples in their sisters. Um, they both had joy in their lives. They both uh, really cared about other people. Uh, uh, they served the Lord, uh, especially through camp. And I, I think, um, yeah, that their sisters can look to that and remember that with fondness and, um, yeah, hopefully never forget it. <laughs> so not only are you a father and a husband, you're also navigating this new life you didn't ask for. And now there's also this camp as well. What are your plans with Rosal River moving forward? Is this something you feel you can continue working through? Yeah. the. Uh, the board and the camp staff and all of the camp supporters really have been amazing through this time. Uh, we, uh, our family was off until the beginning of October. Um, and 
So we count that as a real blessing. Um, but yeah, other staff here have stepped up. Uh, you know, we weren't in a good, uh, well, I don't think there were too many camps in a great place going into August anyway, right? So um, we we were at a spot where we knew the Lord was holding us and, and wanted to keep the camp open. But um, man, the ministry side of things, because of restrictions, was uh, it, it was going. We were running day camps, but it was a struggle. Um, and uh, I think it's taken its toll on many of our staff. Uh, but through it, uh, we've worked together and, um, you know, we've held each other up and prayed for each other. And I think the Lord is still doing something and still, uh, still going to do something. I think there's, there's something in store that we don't know what it is, but he has a plan. And so we're waiting and hoping for that. Um, we're hoping that there'll be summers of ministry coming up that will be unprecedented to what we've seen uh, back in 2018-19, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as, um, like, the camp is, is doing okay. Uh, we're not uh, closing our doors, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we'd we'd like some restrictions to be lifted to be able to to really function again, um, we're we're basically 100% completed our our uh, big building project here, and so we're excited what the next project could be. Uh, we're just dreaming about some stuff, and I think that's maybe part of what keeps us going is is uh, vision and passion and dreaming about what could be in the future. Uh, thinking about some things that the girls might have liked to see happen here at camp uh, while they were on staff and and maybe we'll do one of the projects that that uh, that they would have liked that they that made people smile and and laugh together so for for other families out there that may be feeling this deep grief that your family is feeling and they're just struggling through Christmas this year what would you say to them yeah, I I don't know. There's so many verses in the Bible that that talk about God understanding us, and um, the Bible says He's the God of all compassion. And so, I honestly believe that any compassion you feel in your life comes from Him. And so, um, we could see that He understands and He's compassionate, and uh, looking to Him, I, I think, is the only option. Um, like I said, there'll be other options out there, but they won't fulfill. Um, and then, you know, at the end of your life, um, you know, it'll be a matter of whether you're turned to, turn to him or not. Also, um, really just uh, consider the love that you have for others, right? Consider, uh, consider, how you're loving other people and and not just this um, lighthearted love, but just a really deep love that cares about others uh, deeply. Uh, and, and in that, like not worrying about the, what the world has, has told us or is telling us, but um, love each other deeply and be the church that God has called us to be. And then I would say for dads, 
and and families uh, don't take your families for granted uh, it's so easy to do but just cherish them uh, enjoy the time you have with them uh, you don't know you don't know if it's short or long uh, so so take the time to cherish them and and just stop what you're doing and put them first it, it's you know an individual decision to do that is not that hard so that's what I would encourage uh, families to do at this time um, is just to cherish each other and uh, show each other that you love each other no matter what. It doesn't matter what situation uh, you're in. You can choose to to do that. So, yeah, I, I still hope that uh, every family listening does have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we're going to have some parts to our Christmas that are full of joy as well. Um, you know, we, we've done some things like putting up the stockings of the girls still and, and things like that, but there'll be a hole there. Right. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna grieve that, but I still, I still trust that there'll be many families that will have a Christmas full of joy. So for our listeners, I want to pray for your family. What would you like them to pray for? Oh, yeah, like for our family, I've shared with um, uh, just a couple of my close friends that there is potential for the darkness to to close in and for depression to come. And um, yeah, you can pray that God continues to to be close to us and push that away um, uh, because at times often it just feels like maybe you could just stay there in that darkness but uh we know that darkness is is as light to the lord so you can pray pray for that um just continue to pray that god will use us i know he used the girls lives and the testimony in their death as well to impact others already but uh just continue to pray that that uh there'll be a passion ignited in each of us, uh, and also in the church, uh, for our faith and uh, to see the Word of God proclaimed. Thank you so much for making time for us today and sharing this very personal story with our listeners. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation or to any of the other conversations we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.